hard times or great expectations. My weekly market review, April 16th, 2023. Last week was a busy one with plenty of economic data to chew on and lots of sound bites from International Monetary Fund, IMF officials, and Federal Reserve presidents. It also marked the opening of the Q1 2023 earnings season. Monday started out mostly jittery and trendless as the stock market tried to digest the jobs report from the holiday Friday before. Interestingly, the laggards were stocks in the defensive sectors like utilities and consumer defensive that had outperformed the previous week. As worries eased about the prospect of an economic hard landing, i.e. inflation is only finally killed by a nasty recession. The IMF said that the rampant inflation around the world of the past year or so, along with accompanying higher interest rates, will turn out to be just a blip on some charts. The recent banking turmoil, I think it's generally agreed now that the term banking crisis is an overblown description of what happened and needs to be downgraded to banking turmoil, illustrates the concerns IMF economists have been voicing for a while as central bankers continually tighten monetary policy and raise interest rates. Downside risks dominate and the fog around the world economic outlook has thickened, wrote IMF Director of Research Pierre-Oliver Gorinchas, bringing to mind the writing style of Charles Dickens, who was, of course, the author of both Hard Times and Great Expectations, which, when combined, seem to conveniently express the two ends of the spectrum of the economic outlook right now. The Consumer Price Index CPI measure of retail inflation came out on Wednesday and showed a rise of just 0.1% from February to March, lower than the expectation of 0.2%, after the previous month's 0.4% gain. Annualized inflation in the U.S. is now running at 5%, below expectations, the lowest level since May 21, and down from 5.5% the month before. Inflation might be cooling according to some metrics, but it isn't completely going away. Excluding volatile food and energy components, core CPI actually accelerated a bit, ticking up 0.4% month to month, and is up 5.6% year on year versus 5.5% previously. Rises in the cost of housing and shelter was the largest contributor to the monthly increase. The good news piled up the next day when we saw the producer price index PPI, measure of wholesale inflation affecting manufacturers, which is kind of a leading indicator for retail inflation. PPI fell 0.5% from February to March after being unchanged the previous month. The biggest factor was a sharp decline in gasoline costs. The annualized reading was up just 2.7%, falling precipitously from 4.9% the month before. The fact is that many categories of goods have now returned to pre-pandemic levels of inflation, and many commentators believe that that is a good enough reason for the Fed to stop raising interest rates immediately. Futures markets are currently showing that probability as being 22%, with a 78% chance 
of a quarter of a point increase at the next meeting in early May. This heightened expectation of a maximum of just one more interest rate increase was also fueled by a slate of speeches midweek from Federal Reserve officials. Minneapolis Federal Reserve President Neil Kashkari said that he foresees headline inflation falling to the mid-threes by the end of 2023 and move closer to the Fed's target range of 2% by next year. New York Fed President John Williams spoke about how he believed that the recent failures of Silicon Valley and signature banks were unique and unlikely to reflect the broader trends in the financial system. This helped ease some of the lingering market angst about the health of the banking sector. The newly released minutes from the Fed's most recent policymaking meeting revealed that members anticipate a mild recession this year in the US, partly because of the fallout from last month's banking turmoil. They also projected that the unemployment rate will rise another full percentage point by the end of the year, an event that historically has only ever occurred during a recession. Friday's much better than expected first quarter 2023 earnings from some of the big box banks was swiftly overshadowed by the release of data that showed consumer spending falling twice as much as expected in March. Retail sales declined by a full 1% last month, much more than the expected half percent decline, as consumers seem to be increasingly keeping their hands in their pockets. It's yet another sign that it's probably only a matter of time before a recession of some kind fully engulfs the US economy. And the stock market ended Friday on a downbeat note. Although the headline indexes were a little better and higher for the week overall. The biggest question for markets is now not so much will there be a recession. I think everybody now assumes that there will be and pretty soon. It's more about whether the recession is going to be an extended, deep and painful one, hard times, that results in a sharp equity market loss and broader turmoil across financial markets, or a shallow and relatively short-lived one, great expectations, that markets will be able to weather fairly well. The answer to that question remains to be seen, but we are definitely getting closer to learning which it is. The rally in March and April in stocks and bonds has been driven by anticipation of a Fed hike, pause, cut narrative, not actual hard improvement. That doesn't mean it's wrong. These expectations could end up being entirely accurate, but it does leave markets vulnerable to disappointment. And if that disappointment comes about, a 5 to 10% pullback in stock prices shouldn't surprise anyone. Watch this space.